Following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds. Where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for the September 18th, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today to save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase there at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great articles and uh, great podcasts that are out there, such as the Corner Booth Podcast, Craft Boot Sports, and uh, the Sports Stove Podcast as well. And that's many, many more on that uh, great network we're on and thank you for very much for all of you who watch us on youtube on a daily basis uh, if you haven't subscribed to that button hit the button right there down below and let's get our uh, our uh, subscribe subscription rates are up and thank you for all those who uh, listen to the podcast form as well each and every day we greatly appreciate it well the uh, mike babcock era it's over before it even started uh mike babcock decided to uh call her good uh Gave his resignation yesterday on a on a Sunday afternoon. We probably thought no one was going to be watching or listening or what what was going on. NFL games going on, people at the lake or in the golf course, whatever it might be. And he thought he might be able to say uh, just ride off in the sunset, unbeknownst to anybody. But anyways, the Mike Babcock era is all done. After I guess we'll call it pitcher gate, whatever you might want to call it, phone gate or who knows out there in Columbus with the Blue Jackets, with the hockey team out there. But uh, yeah, it's all done as reported last week by as first reported by the guys at at uh, Spit and Chicken's podcast the biggest hockey podcast that's out there bar none Paul Biznasty he got uh, some messages from some players on the Columbus Blue Jackets saying that uh, Babcock was up to his old tricks before the season even started uh, demanding wanting to see people's um, phones to get the pictures uh, see what's on their on their on their phones on their on their 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 camera rolls he was putting up on 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 TV and air dropping or whatever it's called air streaming however whatever the crazy kids call it nowadays but they were up there for everyone to see and then Babcock in him, he said it was a good way for uh, him to get to know players and get to know his uh, his new uh, his new staff and everything. Everything else, like, I guess it's not the first time he's done this, but uh, something came about and it was uh, it was odd to everybody who first heard about it when it first came up on Spit and Chicken. Said, that's kind of weird. Like if you, if you want to meet somebody or get to know somebody, go for a drink or a burger or something. That, you know, looking at someone's phone and looking and and uh, it's just an odd situation that you wouldn't want you wouldn't do on a nor- on a normal job in a normal situation. But it's just one of those things that bad. Babcock, it's, it's how he he holds things over people's heads and to control thing with Babcock, and that's how it's always been with him. And it's it's a, it's odd that he was given the opportunity to become a coach. We'll get to that in half a second, but it's odd that uh, on the timing of it all that with the uh, Boone Jenner, the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the uh, and Johnny Goudreau, one of their their superstar with the with the, the Blue Jackets there in Columbus, that they came out and made a statement that you know what, it's not that big of a deal. We yeah, we did it. I did it. It was not. It's not that big of a deal. And the team put out a statement and said, yeah, it's, this is it's not a it's not a thing. It's a team bonding thing. It's a get to know no thing. It's not a big deal at all. We don't care. It's a non-story. It's a non-issue. And the Columbus Blue Jackets and Mike Babcock and the rest of them thought that this whole thing was going to go away, but it, it obviously 
obviously didn't because for some reason, uh, the NHLPA, uh, Marty Walsh, Ron Hainsey, uh, they decided to make their way down to Ohio. They took a bird down there and said, hey, there's something not right here. We're going to do our own little investigation because some other uh, players must have said something or, or reached out to the NHLPA and said, you know what, this isn't right. This isn't this isn't how this isn't normal. This isn't how things are done in the real world or in the normal world, I guess, not the professional sports is a real or normal world. But it's just one of those things where these guys said, hey, there's something not right. Or for some reason, Ron Hainsey, who did play in Columbus for for a, a cup of coffee there, he went down there and they, they did some investigating. And then for some unknown reason, they went and got the report back to, to world headquarters there in New York City. And then on Sunday morning, it came out that, uh, yeah, that's it for Mike Babcock, citing that I can't move forward with the distraction that he's going to be to the hockey team. It was in, in the best interest of both parties to part ways before the season even started. Babcock didn't uh, coach one game. He didn't go behind the bench for one practice. Uh, uh, who knows if he, he maybe he put on a uh, at the rookie camp that they have in July after the draft. Maybe he had the skates on there. Uh, who knows? But in general, Mike Babcock didn't do anything but damage to a, uh, a hockey team there in Columbus that he never coached one game for. The damage that he did uh, to that locker room uh, can't be... Um, can't be misstated or can't be uh, uh, not talked about because uh, you think about a guy who didn't uh, coach one game now has torn a, a locker room apart because now you have a situation where you the uh, the, the team forced their, their two leaders to go make a statement that may or may not, not have been true, but they were forced to talk about something they didn't want to. Two, you have a coach that that uh, is generally known to be a, a bit of a jerk to, um, this is PG rated 14, 20 in the morning, right? So uh, a bit of a jerk to, to come into that, that locker room and get people to do things that they don't want to do. So how much trust do the, the regular Joes of that, that hockey team and how much trust is like an Adam Fantilli uh, second overall draft pick? How much trust does he have uh, in the best interest of himself and the rest of his teammates in the um, the management group, which is uh, Yarko Kukalinen and uh, I think I said that right, and uh, John Davidson. So how much trust is there with that? And then you got to think inside the locker room with the players, how much trust do they have? Because they, they, they might smell a rat because somebody had to have reached out to the NHLPA and then, or maybe the NHLPA just reached out to, to them to uh, and did it themselves. But the, the, there's going to be division in that locker room and the, the, uh, locker rooms are, are very tight-knit group. Yes, not everyone gets along no matter what you put. 20, 25 guys in a the room, they're all, all going to get along. It's just how things are. But now somebody's probably going to say, we have a rat We have a rat in our midst. We don't really want to talk about this at all. And uh, we we got to watch what we talk about and who has each other's backs because you got to be kind of going in the right direction. And for, for someone to uh, reach out and say something, uh, someone's going to have a bit of a, a hurt feelings report on that. So you have a team that's going to be damaged before it even gets going. It's crazy how a guy, by all accounts, is not very well liked throughout the National Hockey League. Actually, let's not sugarcoat it. Mike Babcock is hated throughout the National Hockey League and how he ended up getting that job. And that's not just by players uh, of the present. That's by players of the past. Players of the past, uh, they're now they're out of the National Hockey League. They're saying a lot more things. They're saying a lot of things about how this guy is just an ultimate jerk. And it's all about head games. It's all about control. Um, and how Mike Babcock has been able to make a career out of doing that. You remember the uh, like he was let go in 2019 by the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he was owed $6 million bucks a year uh, for four years. And they were more than happy to say, you know what? Thanks, bye, see ya. You're not bigger than the team. You're not bigger than anything else. So it's, it's, it's time for you to go. And so Mike Babcock uh, found himself in a situation at the, end of, at the end of his tenure in uh, – 
in Toronto uh, with a, a young Mitch Marner there where he was um, he asked Marner to make a list of, of the uh, the work ethic of all the guys in the team and he just wanted to know because maybe Marner wasn't working hard enough and Marner probably just figured well maybe he just wants to see where, where I, I rate myself and if I could could get going but in true Mike Babcock fashion he decided to uh, air that air that list uh, that, that Marner that Marner compiled and said okay th- this guy's not working hard Marner thinks that this guy's not working hard that this guy's not working hard so that put a rift in that dressing room and it, it, it made uh, it made Marner look like a, a a bad guy to his teammates and it made, made Babcock look like a bad guy to everybody and no and nobody was uh, blinked an eye at Toronto Brass to say you know what Mitch Marner and our team is is much more important than Mike Babcock we'll give him six million bucks a year to not be here and like yeah the Leafs have a lot of money but you never want to pay someone for for not to providing a service, right? So uh, Babcock was shown the door, and by all accounts, he was out of the National Hockey League forever and ever, amen, to the, the delight of many hockey people right around the world that he wasn't going to be coming back. And uh, but for some reason, the uh, the the worst uh, the worst key, uh, secret in hockey was that Mike Babcock was making his return to Columbus when their season ended. The, the contract was up with uh, Toronto in July, so July one, he was going to be the, ne- the next coach. It kind of went away, but it was just. Ha- covering in the background until, like I said, that contract was up and Columbus named him their head coach for the upcoming season. Um, it's just not, it's, it's not a, a good look for that, for that franchise. It's not a good look for, or maybe it's, it's maybe it's, um, we're over speculating here, but it's not a good look for Boone Jenner, the team captain to uh, back a guy uh, and not back his, his teammates to go and have the, the, the franchise uh, ask Jenner or demand Jenner or however it was, it was done to say, hey, can you, can you make a statement and cover up for this guy who's a known jerk. Um, so how much uh, how much faith does the does the uh, the the uh, the fourth line winger or the new guy in the dressing room who doesn't have much clout? How much faith does he have in these guys to uh, to uh, have their back later on in the season when something's not going right? Like you look at a guy like Jenner, you look at a guy like Goudreau who are rich beyond belief with contracts and they're going to be there for a long time. They're the faces of that franchise. But the other guys who are just trying to break in the league or just or stay in the league, how much faith do they have in these two guys to uh, have their back later on? When they when things get get uh, get going in October, and then when things are as always don't go very well in Columbus, uh, how much faith are they going to have in in their in their team leaders to have their back and and be able to go to management? And say, you know what, they're, this guy's having a rough go over. It's not his fault. They're they're not going to want to go to these guys because they management uh, kind of has these guys under a barrel by the sounds of it too. All all because of the way Mike Babcock uh, treats people. You, like you look back at the. Babcock's track record over the years, how he sat out uh, Mike Medano, who was a milestone game. I think it was going to be his thousandth NHL game or two thousand. I can't remember whatever it was, but he sat him out, and that was it for his for Medano's career, regular season game career uh, in the National Hockey League when he was with Detroit. You you, see, you look at the. Chris Chelios, the way Babcock sat him at one of the stadium series games in Chicago, uh, that he just didn't even play him. He dressed him, sat him on the bench, and I think Chelios had a couple of a couple of pops. And I'm not just going to put him out there in the third period for one shift. And Chelios said, "No, I'm not going out there." Now you look at a guy like Mike Commodore. Mike Commodore's not the uh, the best guy either. There's a lot of stuff going on there, but Commodore was, uh, he couldn't uh, believe, I read something today that he couldn't believe how happy he was. And he was probably over celebrating that Babcock was gone. He, he's well doc- documented how much he hates Mike Babcock and the like. And it's, it's not, it's not a new thing. It's not a new thing throughout hockey. It's not a new thing throughout the sports world. That guy's a, a complete dick and, and the way he thinks going, like I said, for the, the, for the Leafs to say here, 6 million bucks a year to jump in your four truck, go back to Saskatchewan to never be seen again. It's a, uh, 
uh, it's odd that he was given an opportunity to, to be the head coach in the National Hockey League, and especially with the way the culture has changed a little bit. Um, like it, it's an odd thing that, that Babcock did. Is it illegal? I don't know. It, it's, 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 it's odd what Babcock did uh, asking to see these guys' pictures on their phone to get to know their families and this and that. It's an odd situation. I kind of understand it to an extent now, but hear me out here before you say, Brent, you're an idiot. Like when I was uh, working in the construction world in my past life there, we had a thing called Why I Work Safe. And what, what we did was we would take pictures and we would put faces to, to, to names about people because the guys that I worked with, uh, we, we worked from all different kinds of towns and everything else. So we would we would put pictures up on the wall of the reasons why you work safe, whether it be for your for your for your daughter, your son, your your wife, your your mom, your dad, or whatever it might have been. Um, so the, the why you work safe thing was a thing. So you get to know people and and have a, a thought process as to why we went we went to work for weeks, weeks at a time, uh, sometimes months at a time, didn't get to see our families. And so it was a, one of those team building things and team bonding things that was up on the wall for all to see. So maybe that was all this this was supposed to be. But with Babcock, there's always an ulterior motive. There's always something that 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 come that could come out later on that he could hold things over people's head. And that's a lot of people have that against uh, against Babcock. You, you read and, and, and listen to other podcasts and shows on YouTube that people have a lot of uh, hatred towards Babcock because the way he would treat people, Frankie Corrado on he's on Toronto radio. Now he was on a uh, Vancouver station the other day talking about how his, his disdain for Mike Babcock and how he would hold things over his head and he would never say things to, to Frankie, but he would just stare at him and just shake his head. And so Corrado never really knew where, where he stood. Uh, I got to thinking a little bit about this, uh, the, the, the pitcher gate end of things too, is that, yeah, it's odd. It's weird. And for people to say it's the, it's snowflakes that are, you know, that are ruining the game and the way kids are nowadays, and they get whatever they want. Just imagine if you worked in a, in a factory or a, or a bakery or a grocery store or an office or Tim Hortons or, or Dunkin' Donuts or wherever or selling park car parts like uh, Jim, the fan of the van does. And your, your new boss come up to you and said, Hey, give me your phone. I want to take, take some, take a look at some pictures. You think, what the hell are you talking about? I'm not letting you do that. Like I'm not letting you do that. That's so there's stuff on phones. Like I have nothing on my phone. I have nothing to hide, nothing incriminating against, against my uh, friends and family and any, anything else. I have nothing to, so if somebody wanted to do it, for me, it's fine. But people do have things on their phones, some pretty incriminating stuff that people take pictures of things. They don't, there's a reason why there's a lock uh, system on people's phones. So you can't just go in there and start scrolling through things. So it, it, it's just completely odd. And so for, for the uh, people, the, uh, the anti woke cross, I don't know what woke even means, but for, for the anti uh, woke crowd and the anti uh, um, uh, this, uh, this or the snowflake crowd of people calling out the, the players on this, uh, I don't because no, nobody would, would want that situation. Nobody would want someone looking through their phone and taking pictures and it's odd that you would want to do that and it's odd that that uh but it's a thing if you're a young kid uh just breaking the national hockey league might your, your new your new head coach who's mike babcock who's a bit known to be a bit of a hard ass he asks you to do it you just do it right uh, and that's the way that the hockey culture is and that's where the culture uh throughout sports is but so you just do it and you, you kind of just follow your coach's uh orders i guess and you go okay i guess i guess i'll do it like, it's just really really odd i find it it's, it's odd to me that babcock is to think the hold over his head because i would never ever even ask someone to give me their phone to look at pictures i'd say like if i hadn't seen somebody for quite some time or whatever and say hey, how's the kids oh i have a picture here here's a here's a look at this and there, there it is it's done and and and, that, and you go on your merry way to sit there and scroll through a person's phone like allegedly Babcock was doing, um, not just a, a, like a one-on-one in the dressing room, but he was there in the parking lot or whatever, and just looking through pictures and going on and on and on, unbeknownst to these the, the players happening. And so it's kind of a, or, or thoughts or, or, or knowing. And so it's, it's an odd situation. And another thing that got me thinking that let, let's just say, and 
for the sake of conversation that one of the players that that um on the Columbus Blue Jackets was gay. Let's and it's, there's nothing wrong with being gay. I'm not saying that at all. So don't at me or anything. But let's say that one of these players on on the Blue Jackets was gay, and that he hadn't come out to either his teammates or his parents or his the rest of his family or uh, the, the the team or NHL or whatever in general. He had, he hadn't come out of the closet because it, like in today's uh, NHL culture, and it's been a it's better. But there's there, there is still the, the hockey culture that you know there is the not anti-gay, but it's like you know what, let's just not be and like so the, the the hockey players are, are generally supposed to be uh the machismo and macho and and all that stuff so there is not, not an anti-gay factor because everybody's included now but there are still, still some people who feel they they can't come out of the closet for reason a reason b or reason c and and that's then that's that that's their priority 100 they're just not ready yet but let's say that there's a picture on on one of these guys phones that was this guy with his boyfriend maybe or uh or or, so, or something just or kissing or holding hands walking that they were in santa monica this summer and and, and th- that was on their phone and all of a sudden Babcock can hold this over his head or it gets let out to the media or it gets let out at, at any, at any point throughout the season. And this kid just w- wasn't ready for it to come out. So there, there is these things that, that can come out and looking at people's pictures and, and having this, this uh, odd situation come about is a really odd situation. I, and I quite like that, that there was players that were uh, not afraid to come out and say something. There were people that, that were for, that were not say, you know what, this doesn't feel right. Something's not right about this. I'm not sure why I feel weird about this, but I don't feel right, and it's not right, and I think I need to talk about it. And that's good that the hockey culture has that because I I lived that hockey culture twenty, what's well, no, not twenty years ago, it's thirty years ago. Man, I'm getting old, but and there was a lot of the don't talk about anything that happens in the locker room. Don't talk about anything that happens between your you and your coach and the the bullying that would happen between coaches and players and players and players and GMs and and players and on it went and it was it was brutal like it was absolutely brutal how the the, the what went on back back 30 years ago I kind of imagine what it was like 40 years ago and there's still a bit of a culture there that, that goes on in the world but the, it's getting better and it's a good thing that kids are and it's not just in hockey or, or, or baseball or sports it's, it's better throughout the, the world that people aren't afraid to talk out about things and it's not a woke thing and it's not a, a snowflake thing and it's not, nothing to do with that it's, you know what people are saying if something isn't right I should say something about this because if it doesn't feel right and it doesn't look right it probably isn't right so people when they when they come out and do talk about it it's a good thing not just for hockey but for culture in general and to get let that out there that you know what this i i'm i'm a human being and i have i have my rights and i have my feelings that need to be uh felt and heard i guess is one way i'm trying to put it so it's a nice thing that hockey has that and that the culture of the sport is changing why these same coaches uh that that were the bullies back in the 90s and 2000s and 2010s because that's a long time ago why these guys are still allowed to coach the national hockey league and why they get called called up a year in year out and they just have a recycle these coaches all throughout junior hockey we talked about the bill peters thing here in lethbridge a few weeks back when he got rehired uh, to or not not rehired but hired by the hurricanes here in town to come up after his situation with akima lou uh from 14 years ago um but like for mike babcock to even be given your opportunity by the rangers is a but is an odd situation yarko kukalainen and uh, john davidson some explain to do for, to their teammate to their team to figure out why this happened because it's an odd odd thing that he that, that mike babcock known jerk and the way that the way the culture is nowadays the way the culture is better nowadays why this bully would be allowed to come in to an nhl locker room 
because now kids hold a lot more. The players hold a lot more. I'm not saying all, but they hold a lot more cards nowadays than players used to. Uh, like there's the damage that this guy that Babcock has done uh, for not even coaching this hockey team. I, I don't think will be uh, it'll be be turned around. But it's going to take some time for other for the players to put some trust back in into these guys and everything you're, you're going to do because it's uh, you got to think like there's a lot of free agents thinking why the hell would they hire that guy? Like what other bad decisions are they going to make in the very near future? Why would I want to sign? with a team who would make that kind of decision to to hire a guy like Mike Babcock, who's known to be an absolute dickhead. Uh, the, the whole thing just reeks a little bit. The, the timeline is so strange to me how uh, it came out on Spit and Chicklets and the, the, the Boone Jenner put out his his statement and then the the jack the blue jacks put their statement out saying everything was fine and then the pa came in and then, and then he was gone there's something more that's going to come out of this there's there's no way that that this is the this this whole story's done maybe the blue like i said the, the blue jackets probably wanted to get out in front of this a little bit and, and get the get so maybe if we get rid of him we can uh, hide some other stuff and it won't be talked about ever again out, out of sight out of mind uh the hockey culture is different the blue jackets learned that the hard way this weekend uh through, throughout, throughout the weekend it's just a different world we live in now uh, you know, we don't have a ton of privacy because these phones are all over the place. And you, no matter what, you're you're uh, under scrutiny at all times. Like, like everything gets a videoed and pictures going on. So when you do have something private, you you, you probably want to hide it. And for Babcock to go out there, and I don't know if he demanded or how the word wording was to, to let me let me see the pictures. It's an odd situation that, that I'm I'm glad that that went away. Um, it's not a snowflake thing. It's not a it's not a, a woke thing. It's not a cultural thing. This guy's Mike Babcock's a, a bad dude. He's been a bad dude for. A long time and he shouldn't have been given that that opportunity to coach like it's uh he johan franz who played with the uh, detroit red wings rich beyond belief nhl or the whole bit for for a lot of years uh he was uh forced to tears one day by babcock on the bench and it's a uh, he babcock gets off on embarrassing people and belittling people and he's done that for a very long time he did it with mitch marner trying to belittle him and uh, embarrass him in front of his teammates and he tried to do it this weekend or last week whatever it was that spit and chicklets uh, uncovered this uh, pitcher gate with the uh, with the Blue Jackets. It's crazy that this guy is given an opportunity to, to 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 still be part of the hockey culture, and hopefully the hockey culture gets a little bit better every year. And I think the hockey culture in general got a little bit better yesterday when Mike Babcock said. Uh, Thanks by C or no thanks by C. I guess it would have been. And and he uh, went off into the sunset, hopefully never to be seen again in the hockey world. And it's crazy. This guy gets speaking engagements and, and, and everything else that he's still out there in the public after it's well-known. The guy's a, a well-known asshole. And there's not many people who have a, a, a lot of good things to say about him. I actually read something today. There's two, there's uh, two types of people in this world. Those who hate Mike Babcock, Mike Babcock and those who haven't met him yet. So that goes, that, that says a lot. I mean, there's people who hate me and there's people who hate people listening to the show. But like for for everybody to for this guy to say that uh, everybody hates this guy, it, it's uh, it's a bad thing. And for for the world to be able to speak out about abuse nowadays in the hockey world, and uh, you remember, like I'm not comparing this to the Graham James thing, but anything about that? How many years ago, right? So and look how look how what the, that did to some lives. So when now that the hockey culture, people are, aren't afraid to say stuff anymore. People are afraid to, to not not afraid to talk about uh, their 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 feelings and their rights and things that are, that are on the inside. It's a good thing that Mike Babcock uh, or, or the people are talking about the, the the bad guys in hockey uh, like like the like the map mike babcock's world and he's gone and people are are uh, standing up for themselves and i think it's a good thing because like i said I, I went through it years ago and it, there was some there were some brutal brutal situations the hockey world uh it can be a tough one a lot of kids trying to get in it and they once they're in it they they they, they hope to stay for a long time and it, it's a tough one to 
back. But it's one of those things that once you're in, you're in for a long time. And uh, it's hard to get into. The kids can make, you can make a lot of money. You can have a really good time playing it. And, but it's hard to get into it. And so you don't want to say something to them like Babcock's the world because they could uh, blackball you for life. And that's what happened to a lot of these hockey players uh, throughout throughout hockey. And uh, they found themselves, uh, their careers over quickly because uh, the abuse and uh, the, the mind games of, of guys like Mike, Mike uh, this Mike Babcock. It's a brutal situation. I'm glad it's over. Uh, the hockey world's a better place without this guy. Um, and moving forward, let's just uh, enjoy that. Like, let's try to enjoy the hockey season that's coming up. And just over a week, there's going to be uh, going to be games. So, anyways, there it is. There's my little rant for the day. Thank you very much for listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, listening to the podcast form of the show. Make sure you tell the people about the show as well. But uh, anyway, here is a little word from our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the ticketing app for fans like Boomstick Lady. No free throw is safe from the roar of her sticks. SeatGeek helps her find a seat in the direct eye line of the shooter so she can sit where her boomsticks make the biggest boom. <laughs> Everybody okay? SeatGeek handles the tickets to sports, concerts, and more so fans can fan. Anyways, on this day in 1996, Roger Clemens struck out 20 Detroit Tigers in front of 8,779 people at Tiger Stadium in Detroit, Michigan. Clemens improved his uh, record to 10-12 and 12 on the season. He gave up five hits in the 4-0 complete game victory and threw 151 pitches, 101 of them for strikes in a game that took two hours and 56 minutes to play. Um... Every Tiger struck out at least one time that night, but none more than shortstop Travis Fryman, who struck out in all four of his plate appearances versus Clemens. Uh, Clemens, what was the last uh, season in, in Red Sox, uh, in Red Sox jersey, 1996, he would um, be a member of the Boston Red Sox for 18 seasons, winning three Cy Young Awards in that span, a rookie of the year. And I think it was the second time he struck out 20 guys in his season for the Red Sox in his career. So on this day in 96, uh, Clemens uh, struck out 20 Detroit Tigers. He was a hell of a player. Just uh, you wonder what he would be like today in today's way today's game, game is played. But no, Roger Clemens struck out 20 on this day in 1996. And happy 64th birthday to Baseball Hall of Famer Ryan Sandberg, born on this day in Spokane, Washington in 1959. Sandberg was drafted by the Phillies in the 20th round of the 1978 Major League Baseball draft out of North Central High in Spokane and played 13 games for the Phillies in 1981 before being traded on January 27, 1982 with Larry Boa to the Cubs for Yvonne de Jesus. Uh, Sandberg would go on to play 15 seasons with the Cubs in his Hall of Fame career. 282 home runs, 1,061 RBIs, a 285 batting average, 8 gold gloves, National League MVP in 1984, 10-time All-Star, and made the Hall of Fame in 2005. So happy 64th birthday to uh, one of the all-time Chicago Cubs and Baseball Hall of Famer, Ryan Sandberg. Anyways, that's it for today's show. Thank you very much for listening uh, and following us on. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're still listening and or watching everything else. But uh, thank you very much. Uh, let us know what, in the comment section below what you thought of uh, my take on Mike Babcock. If you if you agree or disagree or whatever it might be, I'd definitely we like to know. Get a hold of us at 1420sports at gmail.com or just go to their social media and post there and bad mouth or good mouth, whatever it is. But uh, any there's no such thing as bad publicity. That's actually not true. But anyways, thank you very much for listening to this show today. And uh, Dave and I are back tonight. Talk to uh, talk some NFL football on the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. I'm sure Dave will have a bit of a take on the Babcock situation as well. So it will be a uh, good one to listen to. It'll be out probably tomorrow, but this will be, yeah. Anyways, thank you very much for listening to the show. We appreciate all the uh, support you guys get or give us. And uh, remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 
You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.